Martin. You're listening to the Music Millionaires Radio and Podcast Show, broadcasting internationally on multiple platforms throughout the world. Statements and opinions made by guests on Music Millionaires Radio are not to be considered as endorsed by sponsors or affiliate and networks. Any rebroadcast or reproduction of this podcast without the written consent of Music Millionaires is strictly prohibited. Get ready for a day or night filled with information into the music business, your favorite artists, new releases, or production tips or ideas. If there is something we think will help you as a fan or musician, you'll find it on this show. That includes YouTube tips as well. And I'm your host, SG1, from The Peacemakers. So stay tuned, sit back, and relax, and get ready for this episode. Peace and blessings, guys. Welcome back to another Music Millionaires TV podcast. And this is a special podcast, actually, because I'm bringing in my little homie and nephew from South Africa. He's going to be joining me on this podcast. But before I do this, if you are listening to this podcast on YouTube or wherever you are, uh, make sure that you go over in the link in the description below to actually subscribe to the podcast so you can be made aware anytime we drop new podcasts and new information. And that's what I'm basically going to be doing, guys. I'm going to be utilizing these podcasts to expand the message so that I can give you more than what I can normally give you on YouTube because the YouTube analytics says that your attention span is so low. Basically, they said you guys can't watch something for more than four minutes. However, you can listen all day. I don't know what that's about. So uh, if you haven't already, make sure that you look in the description of this YouTube video and or podcast. Make sure you subscribe so that you can be made aware when we are putting out new podcasts for you guys. Now, with that said, let me do this first. Let's 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 do this because I have to give big ups to my sponsors. Um, this particular sponsor being Distro Kid, and if you guys have not, it is so pivotal that you guys do this because if, if you're trying to be in control of your music business, then one of the main aspects of that is your distribution. And so, with technology today, a company like Distro Kid is pivotal to your success as a record label, as an indie uh, artist, uh, as whatever you're considering yourself right now. Distro kit is foremost it has to be the number one platform that people can use not only because it's affordable which is $19.99 a year um, but because it broadens your reach you know what I mean you guys can basically be on all the platforms Spotify Google Music Deezer Napster you name it iTunes and receive 100% of your royalties without having to worry about somebody taxing you on the back end, except for the cost, of course, the platform, iTunes, them, they have to get their money. But there is no other place that's offering um, distribution for $19.99. And let me tell you this, because many times people ask me questions about, like, so what do you prefer, iTunes or CD Baby, Distro Kid? And I have to be honest with you, if you go to Distro Kid's website, when you follow the link in the description, you can look at the testimonies and you will see that the same companies you just asked me about, TuneCore, CD Baby, they're actually using them. They're actually attesting to how good Distro Kid uh, is really their services really are so excuse me so uh, if you don't mind make sure you visit our sponsor and receive a seven percent discount when you click on that vip link now with that being said let me introduce my man from south africa and one half of the peacemaking group called shilu shilu is um 
a uh, South African group, a male and female. I don't want to put too much of their business out. I'll let him say it. But it consists mm-hmm. of Shine and Luyanda, the songstress. And so, Shine, welcome to the podcast. Um, thank you for having me. Um, am I allowed to call you Maluma here or should I call you SG? Well, listen, you know what I mean? Maluma is for us, but since <laughs> you brought that up... <laughs> <laughs> you gonna have to explain to them what Malume is, and then you know you have to go to SG from that point on. That's a private thing. You can't be sharing my private name with everyone. Then I'm, it's not gonna feel special. <laughs> I um, I'm with you on that one. Um, it's an honor to be here, SG One, of the Peacemakers. Um, hi everyone. Nice to be here with you guys. I'm all the way from South Africa, a part of Shailu. I guess you want to say right now, um, my name is Shine and there's Luyanda as well, but she's not, she's not around right now. We are signed to the Grammy Award winning team, the Peacemakers. Yes, the Peacemakers Music Group and we're producers, we're duo group, we're songwriters and we're artists as well. And yeah, it's, it's been a <laughs> it, it gets different when you're on the other side in the interview, huh? See how that works? Yeah. <laughs> so I had to put you in the spotlight now because it's not just you sitting there watching me and letting me do all the talking. But now you're like, yeah, all right. Uh, yeah. What's next? <laughs> no, but hold on. What you, what you avoided was explaining to people what Malume means because oh. see, you brought it up and you didn't talk okay. about it. So what is Malume? I um Malume means uncle, but it means he who's like dad, basically. My second dad. That's what Malume means. So um it's a term that you use to call maybe your brothers your 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 one of your parents' brothers. Could be your mom's brother, could be your father's brother. But um in this case, um the reason why we call S G Malume is because he has been a father figure to us. He's been a father to us. He's been a role model. And he has taken us as his own. Right. So that's why we call him Malume because it's, it's more than just business, but the business is a big part, but it's more than just business now. It's we've become right. a family. Right. And right. we have to show that respect to him and not just call him by name, like, yo, SD, because... South Africa culture plays a very big role. You can't call a person who's older than you by name. It's right, very disrespectful. Right. You know, so you need to address them. I can now as they are. So sadly you call them auntie. And you know something though, remember we talked a while ago, that is something so similar to our culture here, you know, as Native Americans. Um, we have the same yeah. philosophy, like so when a father passes uh, or a brother's, um, two brothers or a sister and brother, doesn't matter. But if, if one yeah. passes, and even if he doesn't pass, um, each uncle <laughs> is or becomes the father of that child. And so, um, in our exactly. language, it's, uh, Chaktu. You know, that's our language. Chaktu. So, yeah, yeah, Chaktu. So that is so pivotal because, see, I think that's a large part of what's going on here in America right now. See, um, Sean, mm-hmm. how old are you? Let everybody know how old are you. Oh, by the way, I'm 25 years old this year. So he's 25 and this year. Yeah, 25 this year. I'm going to be 26 next year. Okay. God willingly. <laughs> right. 
Yeah. You got to give it to the creator. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's such, that's a, l- a large part of like, uh, America right now, the lack of respect for their elders, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't want to make yeah. this about like our cultures, right? Even though our cultures do yeah. play such a large part in who we are in the music industry, but it's just so, exactly. you know, crazy to, uh, hear that. And, and before I go in, right? Uh-huh. I'm going to take a real quick break um, because I want to play Battlefield for them. I want them to listen to Battlefield and then we're going to oh, go yeah. right back. And then I want to ask you a question. Have you seen uh, Black Panther yet? Um, I haven't watched the movie, but I've seen um, the trailers. you seen the trailers? Okay, I've, good. I've seen the trailers, yeah. Good. All right. So hold on, guys. We'll be right back after this. So we are back, uh, and again, I have Shine here with me on this particular podcast, and um, we're just talking about a lot of different things, culture and, and identity when it comes to your elders and stuff like that. But what it brought up for me, Shine, was to think, mm-hmm. right, as I sit here and I listen to you, and I just literally, not even maybe I'm four days out from watching Black Panther for the first time. Like, I don't know what it be about um, black films. I just don't have (laughs) the courage to watch everything everyone is watching at that time, right? I I just don't have time to do it. And so, of course, white people was like, oh, we got to go to the theater to watch it, et cetera, et cetera. But anyway, here's the thing I need to know and ask before we get into this whole point of this podcast, which we're going to talk about. Um, As a person uh, of African descent, I mean, you're African. Mm -hmm. How yes. does the African people, or at least yourself, if you can speak for yourself, how do they feel okay. when there's movies made and they cast African-American people in roles that could have been African? And and there's two questions. How do people mm-hmm. feel or is it talked about there? And then the second question is, wh- how do you feel when someone is mimicking the uh, accent of African people? Oh, so that's the authentic question. <laughs> uh-huh. I told you I, said, I needed me. I had, I, listen, guys, I was telling him off the air that I had a question I wanted to ask, and I was getting ready to ask. I said, no, hell no. We don't ask this during the podcast. <laughs> yes, that's the question, man. Okay. Um, first of all, to answer the first question in, in, in regards to how, how we feel about the, 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 the American blockbusters or the, the 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 broadcasting companies casting Americans instead of Africans to play the role. Firstly, it's kind of like disrespectful in a way, mm-hmm. you know, because I mean, you wouldn't have a South African play Machiavelli now, would you? Right. Right. You would rather have someone from America from he's he's from LA, right? Uh, no, Chicago. I think he actually is from South Carolina, from what I understand. I think he's from here. Yeah, so you'd rather have someone from South Carolina play the role of Tupac or someone from America, the country, right? Right. But right now, you having people that don't necessarily know the culture, that necessarily don't know the tradition. You know, mm-hmm. we don't know about, we, uh, like, Africans don't know much about rap music. 
You see, the rap music is an American culture. You understand? Right. We take it from you guys. And you can see it um, if right now I come through with a do-rag, segma pants and all of that. It's going to be like, boy, get out of here. You African. Why are you trying to be us? Right, you know right. I mean? Because one, one of the things would be, firstly, I don't even know if people still wear do-rags, but... Uh, the <laughs> <laughs> pants sagging, I can relate to. I got you on that. But yeah, I see your point, you know what I mean? Because I think that's a large part of, like, our people, you know, the Native people, um, has it's been our plight. You know, um, mm-hmm. a lot of whites, you know, in the 50s and 60s, even now, you know, what I mean, yeah. pretending to be Native Americans or playing in Native American roles. Roles. Like, um, the Long Ranger with Johnny Depp, you know, what I mean, exactly. And, um, you know, yeah. that's a very offensive when you can just have a Native American play. A Native role. American play. But, exactly. but I, I, I think, I don't know, this is what I think Hollywood does. I think that. Mm-hmm. It, um, it exemplifies and always have to be in control of who they cast, for lack of a better word. Yes. Um, to give it that stereotype, you know what I mean? So to me, yeah. I think the stereotype is that, oh, well, if you're black and from America, there should be no problem with you playing an African role. Or an African role. African. Yeah. I get you. But I, I, I really want to ask you a question. Uh, I mean, it's gonna, it's, it's, it's deep, actually, what I wanna ask. I mean, if you look at, let me use Jesus for an example. Jesus is blonde, head, blue eyes, right? But if you go down to where he actually comes from, right? Mm-hmm. If you ask around Israel, um, my aunt's been there, my aunt goes there every year. So, if you ask around Israel, like what kind of person he was, like the elders, the elders who, who have the knowledge being passed on to them, I tell you, first thing, the name is not the name. And then the second thing they'll tell you, he does not look like what you see on the TV. You understand? Right, right. No, hands so, down. No, hands down. Let's, 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 let's go back first because you said right at the end of your statement or question. And I wouldn't agree with <laughs> Um, and, and I think you're clarifying it as you, as you're going along. But no, hands down. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think the blonde, uh, hair, blue eyed, um, st- a stereotype of what Jesus supposedly looked like, um, <laughs> Is, is, is widely accepted, but also the truth is known because when you read into the Bible, it obviously defines and describes what he looks like, you know, and you can't exactly. say, you know, um, feet of burnt uh, wool or, excuse me, bronze, hair like wool and, and bronze feet or copper. Feet. So, you know, I mean, that, that completely blows the um, lid off the top of the the perception of what he looks like. And, and, and we're not supposed to be doing this. See, you got me going. And going <laughs> to, we're talking music, bro. Don't be doing that to me. But let me, let me finish what I'm, I'm saying. You brought it up. You brought it up. So um, the funny thing about that is when you look at Catholicism and you go to the Romans and you go into the, um, the Catholic Church, um, uh-huh. they have a picture of supposedly exactly. his mother of a black, black woman. It's a exactly. black, right? It's a black baby. It's yeah. a black woman, and they know, you know what I mean. So they have that. So why they continue mm-hmm. to push that image, I don't know. However, we're back exactly. to the the casting the of people in <laughs> uh, Black Panther. The 
go back to that. Yeah. Let's, let's stick with that. Okay, let's go. I'm sorry, everyone. It's just no, that, no, you know, no. I just had to use that example because it, right. it's really deep. It's that deep, you know. Right. So they right. could have used South Africa. They could, they could have used, okay, there was one South African actor in Black Panther, right? Uh-huh. But one is not enough. He's an old man. He's an old man. I forgot what his name is, but he was, he was one of the actors there. You talking about so, one of the elders here? Because they had several elders in there that one of them had a legitimate plate in his um, I'll, I'll, I'll show you. I'll, I'll send you a picture of that man. Okay. You know, I'll send you okay. a picture of the man and then probably you could post it up somewhere so that people can actually see what I'm talking about. Okay. I'll send you the picture and the name. Okay. So the, they had one guy who was there, right? Um, but the thing is, they had no Africans from, they, they got Lupita Young, Nyongo, or what? Lupita Nyongo, the sister mm-hmm. from the African continent, mm-hmm. um, the African country. They got her on. They got a few couple of Africans, but the majority of the cast, like Michael B. Jordan, they, and, 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 and the other guy, the main cast, they were from America, African Americans, you know? Right. And I think they did that maybe to actually sell the movie, you know? Right, right. I think well, maybe they, so they, you're they, saying that they use African American characters that would pull or draw uh, blacks here in America to the movie. Exactly. You know, because the cast that you're talking about, like one, the, the, the Black Panther is Chadwick Boseman. I think I said it right. Then you have Michael yeah. B. Jordan. You have Lapita. Uh, I don't know her last name. Inyongo? Yeah. Yeah. Inyongo is something like that. We're on the right track. Right. So, <laughs> so now you have, uh, Dania Garira. I don't know what last name that is. Uh, that, is that African American? Then, then I, I can't pronounce it properly. I don't want to mess this sister's name up. Then, but then you have <laughs> now you have a uh, UK um, brother who is Daniel Kaluuya. He played yeah. uh, Wakabi, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you know, of course, uh, uh, uh a host of others like Forrest Whitaker and Winston Duke, yeah. etc. But I just, I just thought that was so fascinating because I wanted to hear from the a real African's perspective. You know, someone who's from South Africa, someone who lives it, who who obviously knows the culture, and want to see how, you know, what's the general feel for um, how our African brothers and sisters over there take that when it happens. It, they 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 love the movies, you know. They love the movies. The movies are great, but at the end of the day, you know, a lot of people don't feel so good about it. Like right now, there was a, there was an incident, right? Um, <clears throat> one of the people from one of the directors from Hollywood um, wrote a book, or they actually shot a movie, and it's yet to be released about Oscar Pistorius. I don't know if you know the guy. He's the he's the Olympic runner who who shot his wife on Valentine's Day here about a couple of years back. So now they did the story on him and his wife and how the whole incident happened because it was something like OJ, the OJ, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. so they they were documenting, they were actually documenting everything that happened from court from day one until his persecution, you know? Mm -hmm. And the guy now made a movie 
and then it was said to be released and the mom found out without even knowing like the the the, the mom of the late um wife his late wife his late girlfriend i mean and then she was like no you can't do that how high and all the actors were american actors not even one was south african not even not nothing the storyline everything was about two lovers in south africa two lovers from south africa white all of that but it wasn't you had no africans in it you know wow and the least that they could have done was approach the parents first approach the family first you know right. but they right. didn't do that as well so there's a lot of sensitivity in this as well and as well as the accents you know when you mimic it, another person's accent um sometimes you know how can i put it <laughs> uh you know when we're joking right right I, I I'm a cool guy. I'm chilled like that. When we're joking, I, I find humor in a lot of things. So I I would laugh with you, you know. <laughs> you know. Right. But then it becomes a problem when now you saying something that's not right. Some people find it offensive. You know those real deep rooted people. They're like, you don't you know you're not supposed to mimic us. You. We find it offensive. I mean, you acting as though we monkeys. So we monkeys, right? They go deep, you know, just, and it's like, you know, you know, like right now, there's something that's happening in America and there's something that's happening here in Africa, right? The thing that's happening in America is that so many African Americans in America want to connect with their so-called roots and they right. feel like they, 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 they need to come back to Africa. While at the same time, People in Africa want to be African Americans, but at right, the same right, time, right. people in Africa don't want Americans, African Americans, to be a part of Africa, and the same and some people in in America don't want African Americans to be a part of Africa. Right. They'll tell you, I'm not, I'm not from Africa. So, I'm so, from America. So let's let's bring this full circle because you know, of course, we delve in the mm -hmm. music business. Does does a yeah. lot of that have to do with the culture that they see um, with um, Black Americans? Uh, and, and the reason why I say Black Americans is because mm -hmm. I think when you are in a place, and here's my example. I'm like, well, if my mm -hmm. children was born in China. They would be Chinese. Okay. You know what I mean? They wouldn't be yeah. African Chinese or, you yeah. know, <laughs> they would be identified as Chinese. And so, you yeah. know, here only in America, do you be born in a place and let's say somebody can prove they're from Africa, let's say five or six generations ago. Okay. Let's, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, a hundred, two hundred years ago. Um, mm -hmm. and I'm, I know my numbers are off, but, <laughs> Why are you still identified as African? But I want to, I want to, I want to go outside because we're supposed to be talking about music. But my yeah. thing is, do you think what um, our brothers and sisters over there in Africa see in the American culture with the hip hop and the violence and all the things that are exuded here is part of why they don't want um, quote African Americans back in Africa? I would say um, it has to do more with the lifestyle. I remember when Puff Puff Johnson is it Puffy Johnson or Puff Johnson, that lady with a beautiful voice mm -hmm. from America. She wanted to get 
permanent residency in South Africa. They denied it, you know, mm-hmm. and they didn't deny because of a bad credit or anything, you know. Right. I think she was denied because of the fact that she could be from America. You understand? Right. It's 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 like you see the way that Americans take the Islamic people. Right. You know, they don't want them in America. Right, right. You know, because cause they're terrorists. So now, with Americans, it's like, uh-uh. Y'all guys, hey, y'all guys, can I, can I say it the way that they say it here? <laughs> yeah, they, you can say it the way they say it there, and then we're going to go to break. Hey, go ahead, say, say it the way okay. they say it. The way they say it here is that they don't have a culture. Ah. You understand? Yes, you like you guys don't have a culture. You do as you please, right? And you cannot do as you please in a country that has culture. There's right. a difference between law and tradition. Right. There's a difference between law and culture. Right. So it seems like with everything, the wilding out, the shooting, the, the killings, the thugging, the music, the um, it's like you guys are bad influence to Africans. Got you. Know? you. Gotcha. Like, so yeah, hold that thought, hold that thought, hold that thought. Right. We'll be right back after no this. Problem. If it's something hot you want, then it's something hot you'll get. Yeah, yeah, it's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, till I die. Listen live online 24-7, you know what it is. Big Snoop D-O-double-G And I hope y'all ready for the bombest mother That ever graced the airwaves Alright guys, so we are back with Shine from Shalu uh, Again, uh, one half of the team called Shalu And of course signed to our uh, publishing company The Peacemakers Media Group And as a part of the group as a whole uh, But we was talking about You know, I asked him a question earlier About um, cultural identity and actors and stuff playing roles that Africans should be in, basically, and how they felt. And so Sean said some like real pivotal thing, which I, I think this plays such a large part in music as well, because that cultural identity, it starts with the celebrations in Africa, much like the native people here. Our, our culture starts with our music and the drumming and the rhythms and the ceremony and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So I, I, let's talk about the 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 culture, the music, and then uh, how you're utilizing that now in the rap industry and how it's being looked in uh, Africa as far as rap. So talk to me about cool. the culture of African and how important music plays that part in your culture. Okay, music. Music is everything in, 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 in the African culture. Someone dies, there's music, you sing. Someone is born, you sing. There's a wedding, you sing. All these kind of things, anything that you do, it has to do with music. You know what I mean? Um, you go to initiation school, like, um, when you go to the mountains, you sing, you need to know the songs. You forget the songs, you get them whipped. You know? Wow. Music is everything. 
it, it, it's in everything, everything. You understand? There's this thing that um, the mothers like to do when it's time for when it's funerals, right? Uh-huh. The day, let's say, they, let's say you get him buried on on a Saturday. Not you, God forbid. But let's say a person is getting buried on 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 a Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. Um, on a Friday, the mothers will come. They call it the peeling ceremony. You know, the people peel. They peel together. You know, it's like a bonding for the mothers in the neighborhood, the mothers in the family, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's usually done by women while the men fix the tents and all of that. Fine. Um, they will sing throughout the night. No sleep. Wow. They wow. sing, make music. They, 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 it's music. I and think that's beautiful too. It's beautiful because some of the mothers they can sing and right. it's touching. Some sometimes you cry actually. Right. You know what I mean? Because it's so moving. Right. You know they have beautiful voices and you know you get that mother. You can sense the pain in it. It's a cappella, straight a cappella. No other tune. No compressors. <laughs> <laughs> no auto-tune. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No compressors. We don't want yeah. auto-tune here. You got to use pitch control. Yeah. Show <laughs> wow. that compeller. Right, know? right. And everything we do, it revolves around music. And, you know, there are things that you can do and can't do in the music industry in Africa. Mm-hmm. If you do these things, <clears throat> it's either it's going to be the, 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 the upcoming or the downfall, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Uprising or the downfall, I mean. Okay. You know, because I remember there was a song that David Davido did from Nigeria with McMill, right? Mm-hmm. And they had cocaine on, on the video, like cocaine bricks. Mm-hmm. And he had to release a video within the next month or the next few weeks after the people saw that video. You know why? Why? It's because they were like, so this is what you teach not show me. Oh, yeah. Right. You understand? Right. They're like, right. no, no, no. We, we don't support this. We don't care whether you did the song with an American artist. We don't care. We don't so, care. We don't support it. So this brings up a good question for me right now. So... How is American rap music taken or accepted in Africa? Like, how is that accepted right now? We love it. I'll I'll, I'll be honest with you. Now, when you say we love it, are you saying Uh the younger generation or the South African people as a whole? The African people as a whole. They love American rap music. So even with all the, the booty shaking and the... The you know the disrespect. Now we hold on. Let, let's be clear. So you're not talking about the Takashi Six Nines and Trippy Reds and all the other nah. things you're saying. Which particular type of artists are you saying uh, the South African can love? Give me an example. Okay, L- let me be honest with you. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's say we're watching um, MTV Base, right? We've got MTV Base right here. It's called MTV Base. It's not like straight MTV like you guys. Mm-hmm. So this site is called MTV Base. So let's say you're watching MTV Base and Cardi B pops up and she's shaking and she's shaking. And you're sitting there with your mom or your sister. I won't tell you, change this nonsense. Mm-hmm. You understand? 
but when you're in secret, you're gonna watch it alone and you're gonna dance, you know what right. I mean? Because a large part of the African culture, man, like I've seen a lot of the dances that they're doing now here in the States are basically yeah. African or uh, has an African origin. And, and and you know who was the first person to actually start with that? Um, it was Beyonce. Remember that video? Who runs the world, girls? Mm -hmm. Who runs the world? Mm -hmm. That video, there's a particular dance. These two guys are dancing in a video. That's called the Pansula dance. That originates from South Africa. So we to Johannesburg. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Right. So she went, because now look at this, right? <laughs> oh, my God. This makes me laugh. You know, she did not know where the dance originates, right? Mm-hmm. So she thought just because they Africans, they know how to dance this. Yes, the guys didn't know how to dance this, but she said, call those people who, who know how to dance this original dance. Those guys were from Mozambique. They weren't from South Africa. Wow. You understand? So they didn't, they thought they had the real deal. I got but that's you. not the real deal. You understand? You. So. People, we love we love American music. I won't lie about that, but it's sensitive when you have your elders around. Right. You know, you right. have to switch. You have you have to change the channels or change the song, whatever it is that you're listening to that has profanity. The booty shaking. They don't want to see that because, you know, the way that let let me put it like this: the way that our ladies dress these days, they dress just like. Music video vixens. Ah, yeah, yeah. Don't put on clothes no more. Yeah, hence, hence, um, I got, I got to put a plug in for you guys. Hence, um, young material. You know, I mean, the video young material that we did. Um, that's exactly best example. Okay, okay. That's the best example. So now, with all that, so with everything that you said, and I'm trying to move it along here because. Definitely, okay. definitely want to get to this point right here real quick. Okay. Um, so, in a situation like you guys, it's very unique, obviously, because mm -hmm. um, you have a culture, you have an identity, you have things mm -hmm. that yeah. uniquely make you who you are yeah. that you have to continue to be for your people. But... Now you also have this thing because, like you said, you love American music, you love rap music, and so mm -hmm. you guys, of course, are rap and R&B. What has mm -hmm. been one of the biggest challenges for you guys being out of South Africa as artists, as a whole, before us, and then we'll talk about even after us, what has been one of the biggest challenges you guys have had? Mm. The, 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 the biggest challenges that we've had um, before you guys is that people did, people don't want to accept this, you know? Mm, they don't want to accept this. They don't want to accept this because we are more, we are keying into the American channel more than the South African channel. Um, what I mean by that is that here, if you're a rapper, you can mix it up with Vanek. You understand? Well, now what's Vanak? So, Vanak is a particular language. We've got um, nine languages here. Hold on. You got how many languages? Nine languages in South Africa. Okay, You've got nine languages. Now, hold on. Nine, nine languages that you speak. Yeah. You, mean you can't get it, people here to barely speak. 
daggum hood. <laughs> <laughs> they could speak hood properly. They're changing that every year. So you speak nine languages. Nine languages. So okay. it's very few people that can actually speak all nine languages. That's okay. why you find it easy with me to speak um, it, uh, Yamasi. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, that's why it's easier for me because my tongue is twisted like that. Yes, but you already have, you can pronounce the vowels and everything properly. Okay. Exactly. So, you know? so, so the, the mixing in with rap and you said vernacular. Yeah, vernacular. So they'll, they'll ask you uh, if, if, if you're a rapper. Are you a rapper? You're like, yeah. Would you rap in vernacular? Like, nah, I don't. Straight English. They'll be like, I. It's a pan. Just know that, you know? Mm-hmm. And other African countries, they see South Africa as they are America, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you're rapping in the neck, they want you on that track because mm-hmm. it's something foreign for them. It's like, wow, I want that person. He speaks Zulu. Mm-hmm. He raps in Zulu and English. I want him. He raps in Tswana and English. I want him, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's why you have a lot of collabs and a lot of features between South Africans and Nigerians and Ghanaians as well, you know, Western mm-hmm. African countries. So um, this side, we faced a lot of challenges because we, we weren't making our music in Vinak. You understand? Gotcha. And gotcha. They, were, they were all like, ah, oh, nah, uh, you're American wannabe. And we're like, no, we're not American wannabe. If we're American wannabe, we'd be doing the things that they do in the music videos. We're not doing that. Right. We're making our music, we're making our music in English because English is a universal language, number one. Right. Right. Number right. two, right. we want the whole world to understand what we say. You understand? We don't want people to guess or to keep asking us, what do you mean by this? We want you to I mean, the quickest, the easiest thing that you can do without us being in your presence is open a dictionary if you don't know English that well, you know? Right. So we, we wanted people to connect and relate with our music. So that's why we never had Vinak on our music. And a lot of people came through, they're like, no, Leander, you have such a beautiful voice. You should you should sing Afropop. Afropop is like um, R&B, but in Vinak, you know? Okay, I guess. Yeah, it's so like, in, in, yeah, in it's, song. Yeah, it's like Beyonce, but in Zulu or Sutu or whatever language you choose to sing it. Right. You know, whatever, whichever mother tongue you speak, whatever your native language is, you know? Right, right. So it, it, it was very, very hard. It was very, very hard. And they rejected us. They're like, nah. We're not gonna take you. So now, when we met you guys, mm-hmm. when we got signed, okay, before we met you guys, we sub- we tried um, getting airplane stuff. They said no because of the message that we had. Remember, they tapping yeah, into the American. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. You, they guys you guys weren't. You guys weren't. I apologize. You guys weren't okay. spitting the the. Um, typical rap message which is what you know uh, caught my attention which was uh young material and then listening to the rest of the songs that you had on your ep meet the folks um you guys exactly. were spitting the typical stuff so 
But go ahead, exactly. I apologize. I just had to bring that. No, mm-hmm. yeah, no problem, no problem, you know? Mm-hmm. So that was one of the problems. They were like, nah, we're not going to play you guys. We don't have time for you guys because, you know, there's this one particular email from MTV. They're like, I, um, good song. It meets the requirements. Everything is great, but nah, the song is not commercial enough. Hmm. And when That's they say commercial MTV. enough, they mean commercial based on what's being played now. Now. Right. You know, right. we're we trying to save people's lives. Nah, they don't want that. They want us to destroy it. You know? Gotcha, yeah. So it was like, okay, you want us to, to come down to that level? Nah, we won't. Right. We'll wait for our time. And, and, that, that, so and I think that comes you. from your cultural um, raising as well, right? Exactly, because I was raised by my grandmother, you know. Mm-hmm. I was raised by my grandmother, and she taught me a lot of stuff. I only started staying with my mom permanently when I was like seven. Right. You understand? And ever since then, every school holidays, I'd go see my grandmother. And right. the and, and Leanda was also raised a lot by her, her, her grandparents, her mom, you know, and right. her her aunts, so they're very strict people. She has a strict family, you know? Right. And she she's never tasted alcohol or even smoked. Wow. <laughs> That's how deep it is. Uh, hold on, hold on. You know? <laughs> but same token, I sound, I sound like a, well, excuse me, that sounds like an admittance that somebody else has. We're not going to say no names, Shine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to put this blast, man. Keep going, keep going. So the, the yes. cultural difference and being raised by your grandmother played a large part in what influenced your music. And exactly. so, you know, when, when MTV basically said, hey, you know, you guys have everything right that would yeah. normally, uh, you know, have us playing your music, except yeah. you don't have mainstream music that everyone really wants to listen to. How did that make you guys exactly. feel? Um, I remember Leanna was so crushed. She, she was so crushed. She felt like she actually, a part of her, I think a part of her gave in, you know, she felt like, nah, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, she was so crushed and I had to encourage at the same time, encourage myself. Right, right. <laughs> you know, right, that's, right. that's, that's the cost of being a man. But, uh, I had to encourage her and let her know that, look, you have to go through this journey in order to be great. You know, right. you got to face rejection in order to be accepted. Right. So we had, we got rejected and she came around it, 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 and then this when we sat down, we're like, okay, what's the next plan? We need to get a label. We need to get signed, mm-hmm. but you can't get signed here locally because they're going to change the vision that we have for the music, mm-hmm. you know, and you have that, um, Rap, uh, Vanek, uh, you know, Vanek, or nah, don't speak about this, speak about the good life, the good times, the drinks, the woman, uh, the, 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 the you know, yeah, the facade, facade, you know, the, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, that's not us, that's not who we are, you know, right. and it's like, so who are you gonna, who, who are you gonna choose? Right. Right. Do, do you even know how I came across you? <laughs> no, you never know. Well, hopefully good marketing. <laughs> we well. yeah, no, how, did, how did you come across us? Um, I came across you guys. You were having a conversation with Chris. I remember we were following Chris like from way back. 
Uh-huh. And you're having a conversation with Chris, little bro, little bro. Yeah, I love you, bro. You know, uh-huh. I seen so much love between you two. Right. And I was like, wow, who's this man? You know, right. And I followed you and I we hit the follow button on Twitter. And then it was like, okay. Then you follow back. And then I got your automated, um, your, your automated message, right? My automated tweet, brother. The tweet. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> the automated tweet. Yes, you know? yes, yes. Then, then, then I got your automated tweet on the DMs, in right. the DMs. Right. You know? Then I was like, wow, okay, let me start up a conversation. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, the funny to, thing about that is, is, like, mm-hmm. um, even with Chris, I've known Chris for so long, man. Like, when he was, um, Chris was already a, a great producer. Um, and mm-hmm. I think he had one or two placements at the time already, but, um, mm-hmm. he just didn't have an opportunity and chance. You know, here he was, you know, um, a, a, a Canadian, uh, producer, you know, who, mm-hmm. you know, he, he has the potential to do good and great, yeah. but no one really was, you know, trying to hear him because, you know, of his skin complexion. Yeah. And so exactly. um, you know, I bought him in basically. And, and the thing with Chris, you know, uh, when I bought him in, you know, I'm like, listen, we signed you. We didn't even make no money with Chris. Actually, we didn't, we didn't collect no money on Chris. My whole thing with Chris is one was wanting to see him succeed, you know? And yeah. so uh, when I first bought him the slide, I was like, Hey, you know, I got this, this Canadian producer. He's dope. You know, he sent some tracks, blah, blah, blah. Slides like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> you know, because at the time, you know, we were just really, 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 um, uh, fresh on this Dr. Dre thing, you know what I mean? So a lot of focus had to be put on Dre. But, um, you know, so signed Chris and, um, you know, bought the catalog in and just told him, I said, listen, take off, you know, use our credentials, go out there, attach yourself to the brand and bring the money in. And he did it. And that was, you know, the thing that he did the best, he attached. And so when all of the controversy and all bunch of stuff we had going on inside the camp internally, because there's not always good times, you know, always fly out to wherever I was, whether it was Cali or Florida or wherever. And, you know, just still be that humble little brother, you know what I mean? And so we've always had that type of relationship. I mean, we went years without speaking with each other because, again, I wanted him to go do his thing. And, you know, he developed yeah. into this business beast, you know, so he knows the business in and out based yeah. on what, uh, of course, uh, I was teaching him and then um, what he learned on his own, you know, being in the game. So that's what you saw. You basically saw that interaction between us. Yeah. And uh, that was the funny thing. So when I saw exactly. you guys... You know what I mean? And, uh, I did follow you, but when I finally did listen to your music, I was tripping, right? So I'm, you know, with the wife and I was like, yo, this is this, you know, because, you know, that was what me and Slot prided ourselves on. We had our own little project, um, the Peace Makers music. And I think you had mentioned listening to some of the music earlier. And, uh, so we had our own project. We were putting out our own music and things. And, uh, um, your music reminded me of where we were, you know what I'm saying? And that's one of the things that I can relate to when it comes to what you were saying about influence. 
because yeah. um, you know once we got outside of trying to pay the bills and the bills are being paid then it becomes giving people what they want which then takes you exactly. outside of your character and I witnessed that all too well like once the money comes people change yeah. and characters yeah. change the message change yeah. you know they'll say it's the same thing they'll say it's the message is still the same nothing's changed with me it's you but no you know once you start <laughs> making that money and you start you know figuring oh, I'm there now when people get there then they change subtly and 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 I saw that and I was like yo I don't want to be that person you know what I mean I don't want to be that person but um, yeah I heard you guys music man it was like wow man that's that's the sound me and Sly used to do there that's that's what we do man you know so yeah um was like instantly no-brainer like yeah I need to bring them on you know what I mean then the diversity you know you have your diversity yeah. you production you song right you know Luyanda's singing she sings like you listen she's up there <laughs> singers and that's what we're trying to make sure people really understand that she's there but um exactly uh even with signing us tell me and tell everybody the number okay. one thing you have found the hardest about being uh, a musician what has been that the hardest thing for you as a musician even signed to us yeah 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 um and i can help I mean, you out quite is it is yeah it please marketing is it business knowing knowing the business is it what i would say it has to be marketing Marketing. It has to be marketing. Yeah, marketing is, is, is very, very, it's very hard because music keeps changing. The times keep changing. Um, today, it's all about trends nowadays, you know? Right. If you don't train, if you don't go viral, it's going to take you time to actually get to the, to the people's ears, you know? Right. And it's, it's, it's very, very hard. It's, marketing if you if you don't have the right marketing the right pr strategies it's i'm telling you <laughs> it's gonna take a miracle for you to actually reach out to your fan base you know Cause, yeah, because I mean, unless you're doing something ridiculous you know like a lot of people exactly. do, you know yeah if you if you try to do it organically um then you know it's a harder reach because you're you're competing against people who are you know and, and no disrespect to the young brother takashi 69 yeah. but he's one of the ones that really yeah. sticks out and it's for a reason yeah. you know he got six nine over yeah. his face he got tattoos everywhere exactly. and then he has the whole suicide squad rainbow lgbt community hair you know exactly. so it's like <laughs> you know, figure out like what is he you know is he a gay rapper is he a bi rapper you know is he just a gangster gay rapper <laughs> so i don't know what he did or who thought about that but it was a hell of a damn concept man so that's what you compete against especially if you're not talking about pulling the nine and popping the caps and you know what I mean? and drinking the wop wop and smoking the pop lop and popping the molly pop <laughs> you know you know you know that's the thing right i i want people to understand that why why we don't personally talk about these things if that's okay with you okay um i mean why we don't want people to know these things because i mean most of these youngins 
they, 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 they actually experience in this life right now. They were good kids in high school. You know, mm-hmm. if you, if you do a background check, you can see Takeshi and I, he was a good kid. You know, mm-hmm. he had a clean photo, 21 Savage as well. He, he was a clean kid, you know. So for me, it's like, you know what? I, I was, I was, I was, I was a drug lord. I was a mafia, young mafia at the age of 16. Understand? I wasn't working for anybody. Right. I was working for myself. And I know a lot about this game. And I, I don't think I need to talk about it. I destroyed so many lives. Right. And right. now it's time for me to make up for it and build instead of destroy. You know? Right. So for me, we really don't, we really don't want to talk about there's nines, there's mollies, there's you know what I mean? Yeah, Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what they say, though, Shine, too? You know, they say uh-huh. if you don't tell your backstory at some point, yeah. somebody else will. And when someone else tells yeah. your story, they want to add all this stuff in it that wasn't real. <laughs> they don't, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, like, look, you don't know Shine. They're going to call you by your, your, your hood name, too. They ain't going to be Shine, I bet you. So, <laughs> you know, Shine was pushing all of the cocaine. I seen him make a cop sniff the cocaine. <laughs> a cop, who does this, man? This man has a cop sniffing the cocaine. And so, you don't want that. And that's what I want. Was telling you, <laughs> this is what no, I was telling you. Though. I was I, saying to you that you know, don't be a, don't be afraid to tell your story. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, even lyrically, because if you give someone yeah. something and you 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 mm-hmm. give them that side of you, then you have to give them the ending as well. Which which you guys, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Which y'all y'all are still young, but there is no end. It's an ongoing story. But yes. You also can't be scared to talk about those things, you know what I mean? Because as a musician, as an artist, two things I want you to realize, you know, you Mm -hmm. still have the cultural awareness and respect for your people, okay? So you will never go Mm -hmm. overboard. I never worry about that with you all. At the same time, you know, um, the way that these children will hear your message is by knowing mm-hmm. that you can relate to them. If you put yourself, even someone listening to this interview, if, if you put yourself in a situation where it's just culture, 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 do right, do right, do right, do right, yeah. it's like you're saying I'm a preacher amongst rappers. And so then musicians uh, are like, oh, you know, well, this guy can do no wrong. Yeah, you know, he can do no wrong yeah. he's above standards. So it, t- it yeah. takes people to know a little bit more about you so they can relate to you and then gravitate toward the other music. A, a lot of times that backstory allows people mm-hmm. to understand the transition of why your music sound the way it does now. And mm-hmm. you know, that's what me and you've had this conversation before, you know, just yeah. don't be scared to, sh- to talk about that side. It doesn't mean yeah. that you have to go out there and then start, you know, throwing the AK around again, you know, and all the nah, different no, things. No, no. <laughs> Just to show them, like, listen, this is the same AK I had at one time. This is the exact same AK I was in a firefight with. And yo, you don't do that part. <laughs> I don't want you to do that, right. son. Yeah, don't kill me. Yeah, you know, um, 
Yeah. You know, people have to have our truths, you know what I mean? And that's that's what I've been doing. Like even with this podcast, you know, like I did the backstory Mm -hmm. and I just did a portion because I want people to understand like, okay, SG one that you know now. I wasn't a good guy, you know what I mean? I wasn't always a good guy. I was raised by my grandmothers as well. I was raised by the tribe. I, you know, respect and have always been respectful, but I was also raised to not play with people, not allow someone to uh, take advantage of you and take advantage of you and don't come home with no tail weapons, you know, you're going to get your tail um, as well. So, but that doesn't yeah. make me a bad guy. And then even through that experience, you know, I've done things, you know what I mean? The, the, the drugs, the women, all of that stuff. You know, I was 16 yeah. years old and I was hanging with Disco Rick wow. and Luke Skywalker, two life crew and doing shows with these guys. And I had met, you know, Salt and Pepper and Heavy D and all the, the rap what? people. Yeah, I mean, I was in there at an early age because I started at an early age, you know what I mean? And, um, and yeah. like with, with what I was doing, um, Miami bass music didn't have that reach or uh, that distribution, mm-hmm. which is why I tell people it's how important it is with distribution. We didn't have that reach exactly. to get out there to the world because had we been able to do that, I probably would have been one of those major artists that you heard about, you know, um, in the Miami game. And hopefully I would have evolved, yeah. but you know, um, even during that time, doing shows and making money, you know, I still was doing typical stupid stuff that I'm not proud of, <laughs> of course, you know what I mean, because now in my 40s, you know, who does the young boy thing, you know what I mean, I'm proud to be over 40, but I still did, yeah. and, and all of the stuff that I did that didn't kill me led me to working with Dr. Dre and being with Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg exactly. and D.O.C. and The Game and Common and all these people and Kendrick Lamar and all Damn. these people that we was around and worked with, you know, that experience is what got me to be able to, me and Sly both, to be able to get, we was giving our story to these people. Yeah. So ghostwriting is really you giving your story to someone else to say it, you know? And so oh. in order for that to happen, we got to have something in common. You know what I mean? We're not going to write something for someone like Dre and he can't relate to the message that we're talking about. So there is something exactly. in common that we have that allows the message to be heard and then think of it like this there's something in your message in that story of that life of drugs and everything else that not just someone relates to but hundreds thousands millions of people relate to you get what i'm saying that's true so that's that's what i mean by not being afraid to open that portion of your life up to people in chapters and when I say chapters, okay. you know, one or two songs a here, yeah, you know, and you know, season two, you know, you know, three years from now, the way they do in the movies, right? When they start talking about movies exactly. and series, they show you, you know, this at the early age and they tell you, tell you all the pitfalls and then they show you the yeah. climax and then they show you the final outcome. You got to be able to do that. Man. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be willing to do that. Okay. And then let, let, let's make a deal right now. And then the people who are listening to the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. They'll bear witness to what I'm going to say right now. Okay? okay. All right. They need to get the EP. If the EP sells over 20000 just on iTunes, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to drop an album. And the album that we're going to drop is going to have a story. How's that? 
Oh, you you asking me? You asking the people? You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm asking all of y'all. Well, here's the thing. You get, but you see, here's the thing. It, but, here's the thing. Uh-huh. Outside of this uh-huh. podcast, for those people uh-huh. who won't hear this podcast, what will you and Luyanda do that allow people to want to hear that next album? Right? What are what are you going to show them? What are you going to talk about? Who are you going to be that allows them the opportunity to want to hear that <laughs> next album? Because see, that's the thing again. You got to understand that, and for all you guys listening, you're not yeah. selling your music. You are selling yourself. You yeah. are telling your story you mm-hmm. are saying the same way that we we gravitate right and and we chop it up and we talk and i'm illuminate to you i'm that uncle yeah. that's what i give yeah. people i give people that and like yeah. what you guys haven't gotten is the the uncle that's gonna scorn you you know like you, you did bad <laughs> you, that hand, you understand they haven't gotten that side yet you know but and that, make sure we get that. I hope not, because <laughs> that's that's a different guy. You know, that's that's Hulk. I don't know if people pay attention to my videos. I can right? tell. Listen, I can tell. Look on my look on my I desk can. one of my one of my videos, and you will see a little green little figure in the background, and that's some <laughs> character. <I'm just> <laughs> that's Hulk. You know, so you don't want to see that guy. You know what I mean? Because that's the guy I'm suppressing. You know, I've had I got to suppress it because of who I am. Um, but no, we don't want the Hulk, man. Trust me. We don't want um, <laughs> that's that's the thing that I want you to get, and we're gonna wind this thing up. But so the message mm-hmm. at the end of this 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 podcast is like, you know, I want everybody mm-hmm. to get is that, um, it's you, it's you that people gravitate toward, and it was you and that conversation that you know I had and my wife listened to, and she got a chance yeah. to hear you and Luyanda, and you got a chance to hear me, and made you say, yeah. you know what, yes, I want to deal with them, and I, we was like, yes, um, you know, we want to work with them because it was the people behind yeah. the message and the music that we come yeah. to love, and that's what people really have to get. Yeah. We're, we're gonna give them that. Um, we're gonna give them that. Um, cause, I mean, we were actually, I mean, with the first EP, we were actually trying to find ourselves cause that was the first time that we actually worked together. Mm-hmm. I had, if I, I'll, you know what, I'll send you a song I did. The, the title of the song is Dirty Hands. There I speak about most of the stuff. So, see, see, that was right now everybody's gonna witness, I'm gonna spank your hands. <laughs> why have I not had this song? Why why you got the send it to me? Why am I hearing about dirty hands while we're doing this podcast, Shine? We we can't do that, bro. We can't do it right Cause, now. That's, cause, that's cause, not how we're gonna do. Because we were planning to redo Dirty Hands and have Leander actually be on Dirty Hands this time. So it's actually a dope track, you know? Uh-huh. And that was one of my first songs that I that I that I recorded and that time I was actually speaking about my, 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 my things, my hood things and the connects, the digging, the minding, all those kind of things, you know? And there's actually also a song, you ain't know, you know, you ain't know by my dough. It ain't the raps, the body's clothes, you know? Right. So, <laughs> so it, I was, I was there, but then now I was actually trying to accommodate Deanda and I was trying to meet her halfway, you know, cause she, 
wasn't about that that life but i mean she's faced a lot of challenges as a human being as well so right. it was just the thing of okay i can't just be coming here and talking about my 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 my, my past like that and it'll be overwhelming for her in a way you know right right so right. it was like i was trying to meet her halfway and we're actually trying to see how is this actually going to work and young materials was, was the first song we wrote together and it was written in a day she she wrote it on her way to the office to come see me when I was working at the shelter. She wrote it there, and when we when she got there, she, I, I wrote the other verses as well. We came up with the name of the song. That same day, we went to the studio. We recorded the song, and then we're like, we want more of this. The world needs more of this, you know. Right. And now I understand what you're actually saying. So we actually want to sit down. There, there's a lot of songs coming out. There's ghetto. Get is one of the songs is going to be one of the biggest highlights of the album, of the songs in the album. Right. Get is a dope song. Um, there's a lot of songs, eh? There's a lot of songs that are coming up and you guys need to pay attention. You know, you need to follow us on Twitter and all of that. I was just going to say that, you know, as we watch the podcast (laughs) up, like, how how can they find you when people want to reach out to you guys and find you? Just say what's up. Or producers, even though you produce, uh, yeah. What if a producer wanted to send you some tracks to see if you guys will, you know, bless it? And um, uh, how can uh, they how they find how can they find you? Um, first of all, um, it's all about building relationships, you know. Mm-hmm. So if you follow us, it's not just gonna be a thing where you follow us and just look at our timeline, you know. Right. Follow us, DM us, talk to us, mention us, be uh, uh, like interact with us, you know, right. and. Let us let us grow as one. So you can follow us on on Twitter at Shilu S H I L U three two six, and the same as Instagram at Shilu three two six. And you can also check out our page on Facebook, Shilu Z A. So that's Z A for South Africa. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. So, so y'all heard that. Uh-huh. And one last thing before we get off of this podcast. Okay. Can you tell them, just based on mm-hmm. what I'm teaching you personally, oh. how <laughs> many placements you've gotten in the last two months? Oh. We're not going to talk about nice. the, the earlier placements where, like, um, you know, rappers, Enoch, and all this stuff. Okay. But, okay. And, and oh, how many I opportunities? Should, how about should, that? How many opportunities you've had and how many placements you've gotten? Guys, like... um we had so many opportunities, we had features, we had, you know, and right now we just actually completed producing an EP, eight tracks for that EP. That's all us. That's the Peacemakers. That's all the Peacemakers. That's all us. And it's dropping on the, on the 15th of June. So we've, we have a lot of artists as well. We've had a lot of placements, a lot of placements. It's just that... I can't name drop. If you want to see who they are, you need to follow us on Twitter. <laughs> All right. <But laughs> and you get to see. What, um, eight, right? Oh, it was it six or Over eight? eight. Over eight. Over eight. Okay. Over eight. But on the EP alone, that's dropping next week, that's eight. And then the other artists as well, um, it's just single, single, singles. So they coming through as well. We even got one here in South Africa as well. The guy actually today 
he had his video playing on MTV base. <laughs> Isn't that funny? He <laughs> <laughs> obviously was talking about you, what you wasn't talking about. He was talking about a South African booty or something. He got some place. <laughs> <laughs> so he got, he got a place, man, and we actually did a, we did a beat for him. So he right. actually wanted us to, to actually even go to the studio tomorrow. Tomorrow is Wednesday. Wednesday, mm-hmm. yeah. He wanted us to go to, and we're like, nah. Um, he should go ahead because we've got some work to do for Shailu and the Peacemakers, you know. Right. So we've done our part already. We've done the beat. So yeah. So guys, I've learned. We've learned a lot. We we are like we are like moguls here in South Africa. Hey? People come to us. They consult. Hey. Yo, guys, how 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 do I do this? I want to do this. What? Why? Because we are learning from a very great man, you know, and he is not selfish with the information like that. You know, some, some people, they don't want to share the information because they want to be known as the one that does it all yeah. and that knows it all. That's crazy you know? to me. Listen, I, I have, <laughs> I be spying on these cats, man, and I be like, I ain't gonna lie to you, I guess they call it trolling. And I'm like, yo, I'm giving that away for free. You charging them 300? Like, Yo, really? Yo, man, that trips me out, you know, that these guys, like, you know, uh, we make our money on, of course, sponsorships, and we make our money on the contracts. I paid money for my contracts, yeah. you know, money, money yeah. from attorneys. So that stuff is like what we're really giving you access to, you know, not the information I'm giving away for free, which is crazy to me. It's like if someone uh-huh. is going to this person, uh, and maybe I'm not putting the information out fast enough for them or something, but... I'm nah, like, yo, dude, just, they just took my whole thing right there. Really? Wow. You know, and people are paying <laughs> for it. And it makes me second guess myself time. Like, maybe I should have people paying for this. But then, um, nah, you know, I mean, no different nah. than everybody else, man. But, all right. You, you know what I can say, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen your account, your, your YouTube account, actually, your YouTube channel. It grew in numbers. Yes. Enormously. Yes. yes. Your yes. views, your subscribers, the comments, the interaction in there. Yeah. It's growing in numbers. Why? Because of the dimes you're dropping. You understand? Right. So those people that are actually selling and selling and selling everything, right? They, some people are buying because they don't know. If they knew, they wouldn't be paying for such things, you know? But there will come a time where you obviously will charge for certain things and certain things, you know? Right. But what I can tell you right now is that the things that you've been teaching us as a whole, not, I'm not speaking for myself, but for everyone that's, that's on the channel and, and on the podcast, they are golden. You understand? And always crystal clear, straight to the point, money making moves. It's up to the person. Are you listening? Or are you not listening? Are you lazy or are you willing to work? Right. So you need to be willing to work, guys, because he's, he's telling you everything. And look at us, just like that. Placements. You know, American placements, by the way. Right. That's, <laughs> That's the key. <laughs> American placements. I mentioned South Africa, but these yeah. are coming from America. Right. These are coming from America. America. So we international like that, you know? And we, we, I won't say this, but yeah, they are international. There's even German placements coming up soon. 
is in Korean placements coming up soon. Why? Because we have a great man that teaches all these things. How oh, thank you, man. Yeah, so hey, guys, pay you, attention. You. So you gonna remind me, remind me to uh, uh, extend your contract when it expires. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that, shit. All right, yeah, well, thank you, you for being better. on the podcast with me and uh, dropping all these views you. from you know your perspective. And hopefully, it won't be the last time, man. It's, it won't be the last time. I'm, I'm really honored to be here, and I wish Leanna was here too. And I'm really honored. Thank you so much, guys, for having me on. And you know my line anytime you need anything, just hit me up. And anytime you think of, of, of shooting a movie that has African cast, you know, you can call me. I will do it for you. <laughs> you said it won't cost as much. You will not have to give me $10 million. I don't need $10 million. I just need one. What? <laughs> I need <ten. laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, we're my life, you know? yeah, we should actually do a movie, you know? Um, hey, it's, it's, Native it's, American meets African. It's doable, you know? man. It is doable. If you listen, it's just like anything else. If you set the hook up right and you hook it, you sell it, exactly. and you close it. It's a wrap, man. It's a wrap. You can do it. It's a wrap. Yeah. We need to do it, you know? So, so it, should, um, it should be. Go ahead. Sorry. It should be a story. It should be a musical story. You know, like, uh, remember that movie Hustle and Flow? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it should be something like that, but then now you, you have, have to modernize it now. That's all the thing. You know, there's nothing wrong with taking exactly. something that's old and flipping it. You, you know, know? You just got to modernize it. But, and uh, modernize it. Let's do this. Um, Sean, I appreciate you being on the podcast, man. I want to wrap this thing up. Yeah. And uh, thank you no so problem. much for all the Jews. And I want to thank all of you guys for listening. I know this has been a long podcast, but I was chopping it up with <laughs> a little nephew here, you know, my South African nephew. And he, and he dropped some jewels, man. I really appreciate that. Um, but of course, guys, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button if you haven't already and click the bell notification. But if you came across this podcast on iTunes, make sure you also subscribe on there and Anchor and all the other places that this podcast is broadcast, not only in the U.S., but internationally. Uh, again, thank you guys for listening. This is your host, SG1, with my guest today, Shine from Shilu. Make sure you guys as well go to Napster, and I'm saying Napster for a reason, so if you don't know why I said Napster, go to my YouTube channel and watch why. But make sure you go to Napster and listen to the new single, Battlefield. There will be a music video out soon to go along with that. We are working on right now currently, so make sure you go and stream to listen to the um, song Battlefield and get that message that Shine was talking about. Again, this is your man SG1 from the Grammy Award winning team, The Peacemakers and Music Millionaires TV. And you guys know my motto. Sean, I'm going to let you end it this time. What's, what's the line, Sean? Music is life. We out.